Hey y'all, hey! Welcome to the Seek Joy Sister Podcast. I am so excited that you are here hanging out with me. In this podcast, I will talk about some of the things I learned as I read Matthew chapters 16 through 28. Um, That was my daily read of the week, and now we have finished the book of Matthew, and we are going into Mark, but that will be a podcast for next week. Um, All right, let's get started. Okay, let's talk scripture. So Matthew 17 started out with Jesus transfiguring into what appears to be a glowing angel. And then Moses and Elijah showed up. And while Jesus was talking with them, God speaks from the clouds and says, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. The disciples didn't know how to react, but their first instinct was to be scared. Like, I'm just trying to imagine myself being there in that predicament. And I have to admit, that would probably be my first instinct too. I wouldn't know how to react. But Jesus walks up to them and gives them comfort by saying four words that have been quoted in the Bible 365 times, and that is, do not be afraid. And if we continue reading through that passage, we get to a story about Jesus healing a demon-possessed boy. Jesus was able to heal him, but the disciples were not. They actually tried, and Jesus told them that the reason they couldn't drive out the demon from this boy was because they had little faith. Gosh, I feel like faith is something hard to hold on to when your predicaments scream all the reasons why you shouldn't have faith. I mean, has fear ever caused you to do something that you usually wouldn't? Or has it stopped you from doing something? Has it ever caused you to continuously worry day in and day out? Fear, worry, and doubt have this way of sneaking into the mind a lot faster than we have time to stop it. I think it's normal to feel all those things. I mean, they're not good emotions, but they are there. And the truth is, a lot of times we can't help to feel the way that we feel. But that does not give us a ticket to dwell on those emotions and stop us from surrendering completely to Jesus. Jesus finished telling his disciples in Matthew seventeen twenty. I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Oh, the sweet faith. Just as Jesus reminded his disciples many times in this book not to be afraid and showed them the importance of faith, 
He's doing the same for us. Jesus is our answer to living a more peaceful life with faith as small as a mustard seed. Jesus didn't make the problems disappear in the Bible as we read, but he showed the people ways to get through them. He showed them what had to get done with faith, strength, humility, and grace. And because of that, we can have hope believing we can get through our problems with Jesus by our side. I mean, just as we read through scripture, there is nothing perfect about what the people went through. But what was perfect is how Jesus demonstrated what we should do. But he also has showed us that he understands we are not perfect. You know, I believe that having the type of faith Jesus is encouraging us to have not only helps us deal with certain situations a lot better, but it helps us in all kinds of relationships, whether it's with your spouse, children, friends, family members, co-workers, or church family. Matthew 18 and 19 teach us the parables that Jesus taught his disciples. I love the first parable where Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And the other parables that really spoke to me are the ones about the unforgiving debtor in Matthew 18, uh, verses 21 through 25, when Peter asked how many times he should forgive his brother when he sins against him. And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. He didn't mean that literally, but this is just stating we shouldn't be keeping track of how many times we forgive someone. If that was the case, shouldn't we pay attention to how often Jesus forgives us? I mean, I can't tell you how many times I go to Jesus asking him to forgive me. You see, his grace and mercy is everlasting, just like his love for us. There is no measurement. If we want Jesus to forgive us, we must be willing to do the same for others. I know this can be so hard to do at times. I mean, our flesh wants to stay upset. And some of you may be thinking right now, there is no way I will forgive such and such. But that's when we need to take a step back and examine our hearts. Jesus is not asking for us to become BFF with someone who sins against us or even tolerate the behavior 
But he is showing us that if we don't end up forgiving someone in the same manner we expect to be forgiven, our Heavenly Father will treat us the same unless we forgive from our hearts. And that can be found in Matthew eighteen thirty-five. We need to let all the grudges that we are holding against someone go. We need to let it all go and give it to God. I mean, truly give it to Him and forgive those who hurt us. Let God be responsible for the justice portion of it. We just need to be focused on what we need to do to get to heaven and live a life full of faith. And how do you get into heaven, you may ask? (laughs) Jesus said, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, you must obey the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your mother and father and love your neighbor as yourself. And that is in Matthew 19 verses 17 through 19. Oh, living a righteous, holy life is hard. I'm just being honest. But we can't change scripture and we certainly can't change what Jesus did for us. This is why reading the word every day is so important for our faith walk. In order for us to live out the truth, we have to make the decision to continuously nourish our hearts, mind, and soul. Jesus implied, he even applied that it's hard to do the right thing. He said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. This tells me that he understands we can't do it alone, but God brought his one and only son to die for us, so we are not alone. Therefore, there is nothing that you and I will face without him by our side as long as we keep the faith. We have to hold on to faith. And we have to stop denying Jesus and everything that he is. And we need to stop denying everything that will strengthen our faith. In Matthew 26, verses 31 through 35, we read about Jesus predicting that Peter will deny Jesus. But then in verses 26, 75, we read how Peter actually denied him. After Peter said, no way, no way would I ever deny you, Jesus. But Jesus already knew that Peter would deny him three times, as a matter of fact, before Peter even knew that himself. Jesus is not oblivious to who we are or how we are. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And he still loves us. 
He still died a horrible death for you and I. Even though he knew all along Peter would deny him, that did not stop Jesus from loving Peter and discipling him. As a matter of fact, Jesus knew it was what had to be done. Let me ask you a question. How often do you deny Jesus? I have denied Jesus many times. I have let my selfish desires get in the way of following him faithfully and wholeheartedly. Sometimes not on purpose. Sometimes I have wept like Peter for the things I've done or for the things that are going on around me. But just as Jesus comforted every person that was willing to listen to him and believe in him by showing them true love and pure humbleness through serving and speaking life into them with his promising words, he does the same for us. Matthew twenty four thirty five says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Meaning all things will pass away, but the truth will stand forever. It's because of the truth that we have this hope. That we know what Jesus did and what he went through. It's because of this truth that we know how to live. It's because of this truth that we are comforted by who Jesus is. Huh, wow. It is through his word our faith will be strengthened. And it is through his presence we will get through the everyday life. So when fear and worry and anxiety creep in or life happens and you catch yourself denying Jesus or someone causes you so much hurt that it's hard to forgive them and show love, just remember that Jesus understands. He lived through it so you can live. He gave us his word to fall back on. He doesn't want you relying on yourself. That doesn't mean that he agrees with some of the choices that you and I make, but it does mean he gives a path that leads to him, which ultimately with time means that your heart will become aligned with his and no longer being astray by the world's and the temptations that this world may bring. It means whatever you may be going through right now is no surprise to Jesus. Imagine him looking at you right now, saying, do not be afraid. Hold on to that. Hold on to his sweet words. Cling to them. Cling to the cross. Know that Jesus didn't die for you just to sit in heaven and watch you live and not move mountains for you. He is our hope, friend. He is our Savior. 
Let's not ever lose sight of that. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me as I continue to share my heart through all the things that I learn while reading through the Bible, three chapters a day. If you want to get to know me a little bit more, or if you want to be a part of my online community and read the Bible with us, please head on over to my Instagram page, Seek Joy Sister. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you next week.